Welcome to the Living Room Worship Podcast with your host, Crystal Luster. Join me in my living room right now so we can explore in a fresh way what worship looks like in everyday life. Greetings, friends. You are catching me in a car, which is currently where I'm living. So it's still living room worship. I'm your host, Crystal Luster, and I'm happy to have you here. If this is your first time, welcome to living room worship. What we do here is bring worship back to the basics. And we talk about everyday life stuff and how Jesus fits into that. So whether you're churched or unchurched, whether you have questions or you feel like you know everything, but you know deep down you still have questions, this is a place for you. And I wanna welcome you a sincere hello from the Windy City, Chicago. Um, we have grown a following and, and have listeners all over the world now. So I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. Welcome to everyone. Um, again, I'd love to hear from all of you. If you want to um, send me messages on social media or if you have the Anchor app, you can send a voice message. I'd love to include some of your thoughts of the show or any questions that you have or prayer requests or different things like that right into the show. Uh, just you know, let me know. Uh, so today I wanted to talk about questions. Um, since coronavirus and or if you want to call it COVID-19 has landed or erupted in planet earth we have not talked about it here on this show and i was a little intentional about that i wanted to carry on business as usual because i feel like so much of the interwebs for lack of a better phrase um was just consumed with this virus whether it was funny memes or videos or people really panicking or you know just really scary posts about what people were going through and how people were dying and so many different confusing directives from government officials and I mean just so many things and I wanted to keep some sense of normalcy um, but I think right now it's important for me to talk about it and I wanted to do a wild card episode and just kind of answer some questions not necessarily just about coronavirus or COVID-19. A lot of people are doing that and I, I appreciate it. I was involved in one of them, but I also just wanted to talk about general questions about faith because right now people are looking for something to believe in. People are looking for hope. People are looking for ways to get through this. You know, we're in isolation. We're quarantined. We're social distancing. We are up against a virus that no one really knows how to contain yet there is no cure for and there are a lot of things that can point people to either completely lose their minds or to cling even tighter to God and so I kind of want to start there with a few questions that have kind of come up why does God allow bad things to happen that is a huge huge question that so many people talk about um, and it's it's one of the questions that a lot of people that are not believers in Jesus ask. You know, that's that's one of their reasons. If there's a God, then why won't he do something? One of my special atheist friends, I love him very much. Um, I've never met him before. We're only Facebook friends. But I have a very special place in my heart for him because I feel him. You know, I, I really do feel um, his his desire to just want something real and feeling like he 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 doesn't 
have that in God, it hurts my heart. But I respect him and he respects me. And as we talked about last week with Lori, I mean, again, I, I just appreciate this podcast so much and the opportunities it's afforded me to talk about topics that don't usually get discussed. And so talking with Lori um, and just learning how to love on people in the LGBT plus community, I'm getting better, LGBTQ plus community, um, you know, we have to love on people that are different from us. Just because they're different doesn't mean that they're unlovable. And um, so I really have a special place in my heart for people that are non-believers. Um, you know, my heart really does go out to them and I want to show them love. And so he asked the question on a post that I was, I put, I put up on Facebook. I was praying because I just felt this sense of, of anxiety and fear. And I, I feel like it just kind of overwhelmed me, not from my own life, but from other people around me. And so I just started praying for peace and declaring peace over people. And he commented, he said, well, what if prayer doesn't work? You know, if, if there is a God, why doesn't he do something about this virus? And that poses the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, bad things happen to everybody. And I don't believe that, you know, the question poses, why does God allow bad things to happen? I have personally come into this experience for myself, learning that trials, tests, things that are hard, bad situations produce a certain kind of compassion that you just don't get any other way. And I believe that God calls us to be compassionate people. And the only way for us to really know what that's like is to go through bad things. And that's my understanding of it. I believe that we'll have a complete understanding of everything on the other side of heaven, not on this side. Um, I, I don't think that our, our brains, our human capacity really can take in that understanding in its totality. But for me, compassion is really the end goal of allowing bad things to happen. And then also growth. You know, the Bible says in, in James 1, it talks about not trying to get out of bad situations. You know, let it work out that, that endurance and let it develop that character. Bad situations teaches us things. They have purpose. They have meaning. And I believe that sometimes God allows, quote unquote, good people to go through bad things. Because number one, he's, he doesn't favor people in that way. Like we can have favor, but he doesn't favor people. And I want to kind of break that down, my understanding of it at, at least. Um, God's favor means that when we ask in his son's name, according to his will, we shall receive by faith. That's our favor that, you know, he'll listen to our prayers, that he will take our desires. He'll, the Bible says that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he'll give us the desires of our heart. That's favor. He gives us favor with God and with man. So if we pray about something that's aligning up with his will and we go and ask man for it, we can have, we can obtain favor from man to get what it is that we need. But favoring a person means that you're elevating that person above everyone else. He's no respecter of persons. That's what the scripture says. And so basically 
it's one of those things where we have this understanding that God is sovereign, which means that he has complete rule. He is Lord over all. And so if you are unchurched and that doesn't make sense to you, I'm going to try to make it as plain as possible. In my understanding, in my experience of who God is, I have found so much solitude in allowing God to be God. You know, one day I just woke up and I was just so frustrated because there was so much out of my control that just was happening around me. And I, I truly gained this understanding for the scripture that says, cast your cares on God because he cares for you. Or, or be anxious for nothing, but instead with prayer and supplication, make your requests known to the Lord. And it's like, in a situation like this, how can you let that happen? How can you honestly just take your cares and just throw them over there? Be like, hey God, catch. <laughs> you know, but in that moment, I realized the reason we can do it is because we can't do anything about the situation. And it's literally a decision to stress or not to stress. And that's what I've come to is that when I realize that I can literally decide not to stress and just say, God, I'm going to let you handle it. It's because he's sovereign. It's because he can and because I can't. And so I think that that's a really important thing to take note of when we're looking at why bad things happen to good people. It's because God sees every side of it. His perspective is different than ours. We see in hindsight and we see what's happening right now, but God sees every piece of it from every person's life at the same time. So we don't know what quote unquote bad situation will lead to. But what I do know is that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him. That is his promise in Romans. And I think I would like to pose the question. I know, I know this is a question, a wild card for me, but I would like to pose the question to you guys. If that's the case, if God causes everything to work together for the good of us, for our good, then, and, and the Bible also says, he will withhold no good thing from those who walk uprightly. He will withhold no good things who the, for, from those who walk uprightly. If that's the case, then do bad things really happen? Now, I know that that's crazy, right? This is coming from somebody who watched her sister die. One of the absolutely the most hard, the hardest day that I've ever had in my, in my whole life was watching my sister die. That was a bad thing. It sucked and I hated it. And, you know, there was, there was nothing good in that moment of watching her die with the exception of knowing that she's with Jesus. And it's, it's crazy. I know it's going to sound crazy, but like the, the more that I think about that she's with God and that I'm going to see her again one day and that she's no longer suffering. And I know that sounds cliche, but like if you've been through it and you have walked through the grief process with God, then you know what I mean. And don't think that I'm being ingenuine or super churchy because anybody who knows me knows how much my sister, Karen, has impacted my life, how she still impacts my life, and how every single day I ache for her. I miss her. I love her. I, I want her to be here physically with me. However, she's home. She's home and she's happy. And I am 
happy that she's home. And so I want to, um, you know, really pose to you that question. If God is there to allow us to go through bad things, but he works everything together for our good, are there really bad things? You know, those are important things to consider. Um, another thing, another question that comes up, we'll, we'll go from hardest to a little lighter. How has this experience affected the way you look at God? Honestly, I feel like I'm in this position where I'm trusting God even more. Now, I, I don't remember if I talked to you guys about this, but last year, um, I went through a pretty big financial hardship. My husband was out of work for nearly the entire year. And it's like to go from that into like, okay, he started working in January and then boom, coronavirus. So it's like, you know, he's still able to work and he's working from home. There are just so many different factors now. It's like we can't leave the house. And I mean, just so much stuff, right? And you would think someone would just be like, at this point, that would be the grain of rice to tip the scale, to quote Milan, if you don't, or Mulan, sorry, not Milan, Mulan. Um, and you would, and a lot of people in that, in that season would just be like, you know what, I am, I'm done. I, I don't care anymore. I'm letting it go. I don't feel like dealing with it. It's over. All of that. Um, but I, I just wanted to embrace the fact that God is in control. Just kind of like I, I just said, like, I don't have the answers. I don't know what's going to happen with this virus. All I can do is trust God because he does know. You know the knower. I said this one day in a small group that I'm involved in. I might not know the answers, but I know the knower, the knower of all things. And that gives me peace. It's like you think about, um, I, so I was a nerd. You guys probably already know that. I've, I've expressed that a lot in the show. Um, but I was a huge nerd in actually every class I've ever been in. I'm the probably the biggest nerd in my writing class right now. <laughs> and I always felt a need to be like buddy-buddy with my teacher because my teacher knew the answers. And it's not that I was like, you know, teacher's pet or like sucking up, but I wanted to know all of the knowledge that the teacher had so that I could master whatever it is that I was learning. And it made me feel safer knowing that I had a good relationship with the teacher because if I had questions or if I was in trouble academically, I could go to the teacher. I had a relationship with them that would help me to discover, okay, this is what I need to do next. You know, the teacher may not have revealed all of the all of the answers to me, but they would give me some directives that would help lead me to the right answer. They would lead me through chapter by chapter. And it's the same thing for me with God. I have embraced this idea that I can go to the Lord and I might not know all the answers and he may not, he might not tell me everything, but because I know the knower and I know that he cares about me, that has given me peace. So has this effect, has this affected how I look at God? I've just trusted him more. It's it's probably gotten better. If God was sitting next to me right now, what would I say to him? Um, so again, I'm a little weird and my relationship with God is very um, well-rounded. So 
I would probably ask him something silly like why did you give us armpit hair because I don't really understand the purpose of it um, personally I've always wanted to know that you know ladies if you hate shaving or waxing like I, I just don't you know I don't understand why we have that um, serious question things I want to know um, if if oh I said that already so what is my concept of God do I view him positively or negatively I view him positively even in hard situations even when I've been angry at him and that might sound weird to people who are unchurched or even people who are church how can you be mad at God just like I could be mad at my husband he's somebody that I care about somebody that um, sometimes pricks my emotions especially when we are convicted when we are dealing with um, hardships you know we have to be considerate of the fact that sometimes it is really really difficult to be okay with decisions that were made right am i happy about this coronavirus nope not at all um but i trust the lord and that's the that's the big piece and so we have to be mindful of that we have to be mindful and say you know what god i trust you and i know that everything's going to be okay um so i look at god positively because i know that god is good I know that he's my friend. I know that he cares about me. I get all of these things from spending time with him, spending time in his word. And so even reading the word, you see how like violent God was in, you know, the Old Testament and how he has, you know, the Lord's wrath and all of that stuff. But I look at the bigger picture of how he constantly, constantly just put his people in position to find mercy because he loves them so much. It's it's a love story. And and in love sometimes there is conflict that happens if you're married you know that um so yeah i definitely view him positively if i were to die tonight do i believe i would go to heaven absolutely um, my faith is largely based on um my personal experience with god and with my relationship with the word of god and the bible says that god loved the world so much that he sent his son to die for us that whoever would believe in him, that would that believe that God sent this amazing Christ, this Messiah, that God not only sent his son, but his son chose to die and that his blood cleansed us from all sin. He was the perfect sacrifice that gave us the opportunity to have everlasting life. We believe these things, that Christ was raised from the dead, that he is seated at the right hand of the Father, um, that he puts us in right relationship with God, that we would have everlasting life. And I believe that. So, yes, I absolutely believe that I would be in heaven. Um, I believe heaven is a real place. I believe hell is a real place. Sometimes I wonder if this is hell on earth. <laughs> but um, that's neither here nor there. I believe that heaven is a real place. And I imagine meeting my sister there. I imagine, um, you know, seeing all of the believers that have gone on before me. Um, I have aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents that have gone on before me who taught me about heaven who taught me about God and I look forward to seeing them there I look forward to being in a place where there's no no tears no sorrow no sickness I mean I can only imagine what that looks like and I, I'm excited to be in that place so what's the first thing that I would ask God when I get to heaven if I'm being honest you know I hope it wouldn't get me kicked out <laughs> the Lord knows my heart y'all know I don't have a whole lot of sense sometimes but I would probably ask the Lord to have Eve meet me outside the gate because I have some balls to pick with her, like woman. 
come on now, we smarter than that and like all of this pain, like the women, y'all know exactly how I feel. And me and honestly, you do too, because it'd be that time of the month where you see your wife or your significant other or whatever, and it's like they're a whole different person. I just have some questions for Eve. I would like to talk to her, you know, pray, pray with her, lay hands on her and, you know, have a, a few words because I just need some, some answers, question, I mean, some questions answered and some and some answers questioned i mean if we being real that's probably that that's what i tell myself the first thing is but i mean honestly i don't know if i when i get to heaven not if when i get to heaven and i see the face of jesus i probably will forget all about you know cramps and, and pains and all of that and just i don't know ask god what the meaning of life is i would i would probably ask god did I do what he wanted me to do with my life? Because that's really the, the most, the ultimate thing that's important to me is that I did what God desired for me to do. Um, this is a very interesting question. I actually came up with this question myself because I'm pretty good at coming up with questions. Um, <laughs> not to toot my own horn, but I like this question a lot. What do you think God's favorite genre of music is? Personally, I think God is like a dope hip hop artist. To me, like Jesus just seems like he has this sick flow. Like come, he would just come up with rhymes like right off the dome. I mean, obviously, because he knows everything. But, you know, he's just so poetic in nature. I mean, if you ever just take a minute, I mean, you don't have much of a choice now. If you're quarantined, just you could really take in some time to just look at creation. Uh, you could go out in the backyard or go out on the balcony or, you know, just open a window and just take a look at just how trees, you know, these things that go through these seasons and they dig these roots down, their roots seek out water beneath the ground. And, you know, they have fruit that just pop out of a stick. I mean, it's just like God is just po poetic. And I feel like he would be a dope lyricist. Like I would love to hear Jesus like hit a track when I get to heaven, I'll be like, you know, drop that beat, you know, I don't know who, David, drop that beat, you know what I'm saying? And like, Jesus would just like flow. And yeah, I would just love to see that. I would totally be like Jesus' number one fan. I want to be his hype man. I used to tell Jesus all the time, like, I just love you so much. I want to be the sandals on your feet. Can I just wrap myself around your ankles? And I imagine that Jesus would just kind of give me this side eye, like, what's wrong with you? And I'd be like, you made me this way, you know? Um, but yeah, I feel like, God loves hip hop. Um, and does God have a sense of humor? I think listening to me, if you've made it this far in a podcast, then you know God absolutely has a sense of humor. Otherwise, I probably would not exist. I mean, I just love everything funny. I love to laugh. The Bible literally says that laughter is medicine for the heart. Um, and I just, I think it's God's gift that we don't embrace enough as people of faith church people y'all gotta learn how to laugh like seriously it is okay to laugh not everything is serious like paul even says don't take yourself too seriously learn to laugh at yourself i laugh at myself all day long um you know he he wants us to laugh he loves it when we smile his desire is to give us reasons to smile and laughter is a part of it and i believe that he has a sense of humor and it's not just one of those like cliche things where it's like oh you know, God has a sense of humor and he did something and I'm miserable and he's laughing at me. No, it's not like that. Like what you look at is, okay, God has a sense of humor. 
and he finds things funny that I can find funny. I watch movies with the Lord, and I feel like he laughs at the same things that I laugh at. Um, you know, that's just, that's my take on it again. It's this wild card for Crystal Day, uh, Crystal 101 type thing. Um, I think we just have to be careful of some of the stuff that we laugh at. Obviously, there's a such thing as crude humor. If it's something that is, you know, criticizing or tearing down another person, I don't believe that that should be funny for us. Um, sometimes it is. God help us to embrace your humor. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. I believe that God has a sense of humor and I am working diligently every day to be funnier so that I can help infuse that sense of humor everywhere I go. So short episode today, not a whole lot of questions came in, but the questions that did come in, I really enjoyed talking about them. If you have other questions, I would be honored to do a part two of this. Send them. Like I said, connect with me on social media, Crystal Luster, that's spelled Christ, A-L-L-U-S-T-E-R on all social media platforms or send me a message through Anchor and I'd love to have your question involved with the show, answer them. I just want you guys to be encouraged during this time. I know there are a lot of questions, there are a lot of things that we don't know, but what we do know is that God is faithful, that he's sovereign, that he's in control, and that all will be well for us. So be encouraged. I love you guys. I am going to sign us off with, usually I do prayer, but I know that I've been incorporating that worship piece. So I'm just going to sing a little bit a cappella because I'm on a move today. Um, but this song has really been in my heart. And bear with me because it's early in the morning and I have not warmed up. But um, this song, Psalm 23, is just one of my favorites, especially right now. You know, we know the, the song that David wrote about the Lord being my shepherd. And it's, it's really important to remember those words in a time like today where there's so many things going on. We just have to remember that we don't have to be afraid. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. We're in this valley and there is a lot of death around us, but we don't have to be afraid. So there's the part of the song that says, Hallelujah. I am not alone, he's my comfort, always holds me close, so please hold me, hold me close, please hold me, hold me close. Please hold me, hold me close. Please hold me, hold me close. It's important to know that we don't have to be afraid in the valley because God is there with us. He may not end it, but he will walk through it with us protecting us. I think that's even better because we get to see how he works. We get to see his glory. So be encouraged. God bless you. I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to connect with you. Find me on social media at Crystal Luster. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-A-L-L-U-S-T-E-R. 
so we can support each other in this life journey. And please, please leave a review for my podcast. I truly value your support. Until next time, say it with me. I am loved, I am destined for greatness, and I have the capacity to worship intimately. Have an amazing week.